0: Likutei is Chelik Habdalet, volume 24, the first Sikha for Parsha Kiseisei. This Sikha focuses on a Pusik that appears in this week's Parsha, where it discusses uh, what to be done with a person who has been put to death by Bezdin, namely that they have to be hung on a tree. And in this Sikha, we'll get to better appreciate the whole concept of death in general by people and even... Or especially how it is possible, or why is it that even Tzaddikim, even the righteous, also end up passing away and are not alive forever. A few things that we should familiarize ourselves with, to make it easy to go through the Sikha, the Ramak. The Ramak is Rabbi Moshe Cordovero. He was a 16th century Mikubal, great Kabbalist, very famous one, who lived in Tzfas, in fact As we'll see also in the Sicha, the Arizal, the famous Arizal, who set the tone for Kabbalah as we know it today, considered the Ramak to be his teacher, mentor, or guide, especially when it comes to Kabbalah. Another thing that we should familiarize ourselves with, the word Chet. Chet literally means a sin. Chet, Chatoim, are sins. However... The actual etymology of the word, meaning what the true meaning of the word chet, and we do find references for this, both in Tanakh and elsewhere, that really chet means deficiency. Okay, for exa- just as a good example, you can look up in Melachim, in Kings, Melachim Aleph, chapter 1, verse 21. Another thing to familiarize ourselves with, the Gemara in Shabbos says that there are four great famous tzaddikim that the only reason why they died is because of quote the schemes of the serpent meaning they only died as a result of the fact that adam and chava sinned because the serpent the nachash the snake coerced them into doing so and as a result Hashem decreed that all human beings have to die. In other words, they were so holy, they were so perfect, these four tzaddikin, the Gemara says, there really is no reason, there is no justification for them to have passed away, other than the fact that it was, quote, decreed as a result of the sin. One more thing, the Arizal is the one that changed the whole nature and approach to Kabbalah by his announcement and pronouncement that the time came that quote mitzvah legalois zoisa chachmada now it's not only allowed but it's a mitzvah it's actually an imperative to reveal this um this uh, chachma this uh, wisdom of the Torah this this aspect of the Torah because up to his day in order to study Kabbalah it was only a select few and only when they met certain criteria and only under certain circumstances he made it almost if you can say a free for all with the idea that it becomes widespread. So let's look into the Sikha. In our Parsha, chapter 21, verse 22, it says, that if there'll be in a person, I'm translating it literally, a chait, a sin, which brings mishpat babes, brings a judgment, a capital judgment, the hummus, and he will put to death the salisa al And the Pasik says, quote, and you should hang him on a tree. After he's dead. So it says the Rebbe, it's known, it's well known, that the Arizal, in his eulogy, over the passing of the Ramak, he translated this verse in the following manner. He said, What does that mean that it will be a chet? That there will be a deficiency for the reason of the Mishpat Mavis of this judgment of death. Why? Because if he didn't do anything wrong, and why should he die? Then he says he continued the Pasik, This salisa oisaleitz. You should quote hang it on the tree. Hanging could also mean, in the sense of attribute it to the tree. Which tree? The eight Hadas, the tree of knowledge, put through which, or as a result of which, the aver that happened with its eight Hadas. That's where it was decreed that everybody has to be put to death. Now says the Rebbe. On the surface, it seems that the essence of what the Arizal is saying connects to what the Gemara says, and we quoted in the introduction, that there were, quote, that there were those four great tzaddikim that died only as a result, exclusively because of the scheme of the serpent of the snake, that if not for that, then the tzaddikim would not have to die. And it seems that this is the basis of what the Arizal is darshaning on this Pasuk, B'ish, Chet, quoting from the Pasuk of our Parsha. However, says the Rebbe, although that's true, but there seems to be more to this, that the Arizal not only was basing it on what the Gemara says, but rather he's introducing a whole new aspect, a whole new side to this, so to speak, and is taking it to a much different level. And the Rebbe says to understand that let's preface, let's preface by um, by understanding, getting a better appreciation of the subtle difference between, quote, those who died because of the schemes of the snake versus you should, quote, attribute it to the tree. You see, when you say that those that died because of the schemes of the snake, you're actually referring to directly to the actual sin, meaning the snake, the serpent, actually got them to sin. The sin came as a result of it. So here's a direct reference to the actual sin. The blame, the fault, whatever it may be. Whereas when you say the salisa Isaiah israelites, that you should attribute it to the, quote, tree, there you're blaming it on the eights, the tree, only the object through which the sin took place, but the tree itself is not inherently directly connected to sin. In fact, the tree itself is actually a very, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very good thing. It's a very good item, so to speak. Moreover, if you look into the Pshut HaShemikro, Rashi describes what this tree was. It was a fig tree, according to the basic Pshat in the Pasuk. Figs actually are inherently very, very good. In fact, we find in the Torah that figs are are, are enumerated amongst the seven special fruits with which Eretz Yisrael is praised, with which it's considered to be greater than. Thus, the tree itself is a symbol of greatness, is a symbol of good. It's just that with the tree, as it was implemented in the sin, it became also in that moment an agent somewhat associated with the sin. And if you think about it says that ever think even more the tree itself has no direct association with sin especially considering the fact that if you know the entire prohibition from eating for that tree was not forever it was only for the first three hours up until shabbos thus you see that the tree is not inherently connected to the to the to, to sin what does this mean that the arizal is actually referring to the cause of the cause, meaning something that's very distant and very remote from the sin itself. It's referring to the tree that only made it possible, that gave some, so to speak, some distant platform for the sin that was committed and it was committed to it. But the thing, the tree itself is not shaykh to any sin. To put it in different words, says the Rebbe, let's look at it this way. When Hashem created the world, He already had decreed on humankind that it has to die. Meaning death was already in the works. It's not like we came and messed up Hashem's plans. It's just that Hashem, as it says in Tehillim, Adam. Hashem makes sometimes some wonderful schemes on people, meaning He brings it about things about, it about in a way that it seems that it's coming from us. So He wanted that this whole idea of death should not be just something that's imposed on us from him, but rather, so to speak, that it should come as a, as a result of our actions. And therefore, Hashem put on such an intense nisayon, such an intense test on Adam, which ultimately he failed, and this brought about the idea of death. Now we can understand the difference between these two things, between the, quote, four who died as a result of the snake schemes of their sin, and... Quoting our the postak in our parsha that it has to do with attributing it to the tree. You see, when you say Arba Mesu Nachash, this refers to the actual death. The actual death as it is in an obvious revealed manner. However, when you say Salisa Usa that you should attribute it to the tree, this is the Al I mean I'm sorry, the Arizal. He revealed this in respect to the Ramak. Because this is, we're talking about the Arizal and the Ramak, both of whom their whole, uh, um, their whole um, endeavor was to reveal the secrets of the Torah. And therefore, the Arizal brought out, especially in reference to the Ramak, he brought out the, the esoteric, he brought out the esoterics of the matter, that the whole idea that there is death, is not just because of sin, but rather there's something deeper here, really comes from Hashem, and that, that is caused through the, the AIDS, it came about through the AIDS, but really it doesn't really start there, it starts with Hashem himself, that's really the more deeper, and esoteric aspect of things. On a deeper level, says the Rebbe, we can look at it this way, there are two types of Sadiqim. there are those Sadiqim, like the ones the Gemara says, That the only reason they died is because of the schemes of the snake, of the serpent. Meaning, they're great tzaddikim, as the Rebbe will explain. However, there are even greater tzaddikim. And that's what Arizal is talking about. There are those tzaddikim that even that would not have affected them. Rather, it's only because Salisa Isayel 8, it has to do with the 8, which we said really, really brings something even deeper out. It brings out something even deeper. It reveals the esoterics that really the whole thing came about because of Hashem. It's all Hashem's plan. This is, says the Rebbe, is what the alter Rebbe explains. That what does it mean that they died because of the schemes of the snake? Because we know that what happened was when they did the sin, it says the Nachosh Hitl Zuhama. That the Nachosh actually, so to speak, um, uh, injected a filth. A, 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 a layer of, of impurity on Adam and Chava. And that unfortunately trickles down to every single human being and that small layer of filth or we call, we'll call of impurity that is really what brings about the death in every single person. And therefore the tareb explains that there are Tzadikim who of course are not really in that level of being affected by this impurity. So how come they have some um, connection to death? Because even though they're so pure from all of this impurity, all this filth, as we should call it, the spiritual filth, but still on some level, some very deep level, there's still a tiny, tiny, tiny residue of it. And that is what affects and ultimately brings about that even a sadhik should pass away. Because of this tiny little... Uh, residual amount of filth that goes all the way back, can be traced back all the way to the Nachash. Now, we can, now we can appreciate the advantage, what, what Arizal was saying, we can really get to appreciate more what he meant when he said in reference to the Ramak, the Salisa Eoseleitz that the effect of the sin could only affect the outer part of a Yid. Now we're talking about in general, every yid. It can only affect the outer part of a yid, the chitsoinius of a yid, but the pnimius, the inner part of a yid, the inner aspect of a yid that is, could never get affected. And especially when you're talking about the pnimius anishama, the inner aspect of the nishama, that is above and beyond any whatsoever uh, aspect or reference to any sin whatsoever. And therefore it's understood that the, that the, um, the zuhama, that the filth, this impurity that the nachosh injected, that the serpent injected into Adam and Chava, which later residually goes over to all of us, could only affect the outer part of us. And therefore, even a tzaddik, it's on some level, on the outer aspect of the tzaddik, there could be some remnant, some residual remnant of this thing. However, by one who penimious aneshama shines in a very revealed manner, then even this does not apply. Meaning even this aspect, this tiny little residue of the filth of the nachash, even that doesn't affect him or it's totally not there. Why? Because the inner soul is shining and there, even not by a tzaddik, even by a regular yid, that inner part of the soul could never be affected by it. It only affects the outer aspect of things. And this is what Arizal was saying. That by the Ramak, there was lacking. There was hate of mishpat Mabis. Even the judgment of death that has to do with the nachash. Meaning, even the judgment of death that we're all well aware of, that the Gemara talks about. Even that didn't apply to the Ramak. And therefore, the only conclusion said the Arizal was the salisa oisaleitz. That it's only because of this great scheme, so to speak, that God has on a man. Quoting the pasuk from Tehillim, Noira alil ne adam that Hashem decreed death in person, and therefore the Ramach passed away. And this specifically connects, especially to the Ramach and the Arizal, because their whole aspect, their whole endeavor, was to reveal the inner, the Pneumius of Torah, and therefore we know the Pneumius of Torah is called Eitz Chaim, which is way above and beyond any Eitz of Toivara, the tree of good and bad. That means they're not even Shayach, they're not in any way, even remotely have any connection to any aspect of bad. Now since, in our day, says the Rebbe, we're already in the times post what the, when the Arizal announced that mitzvah legalo is that it's an absolute mitzvah, an imperative to reveal this knowledge, the knowledge of pnimius esoteria, the inner workings, the esoterics of Torah. Therefore, even though one can argue, who are we? How are we to compare ourselves to the Ramak, to the Arizal? <coughs> However, says the Rebbe, we do find in the Tanya that the Alter says the same in reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he says, quote, although who's who's the one that can come and claim to have any remote connection to the level of Moisha? but still says the Alter even though we can't say we can argue, we can't even attempt to say that. But at the end of the day, each and every one of us has an aspect of Moshe, so to speak, a spark of his holiness in each and every one of us. And it says the Rebbe. Therefore, the same could be said for us. This whole idea of the al nachash, the scheme of the snake, meaning the filth of the snake that causes death, that brings about negativity. This only could only touch can only affect the outer aspect of the person, of a yid. Meaning, in the level of the soul, where perhaps, yes, it is prone to the effect of negativity. But in the inner aspect of the soul, which every single yid has, and by every single yid, it's pure. It doesn't matter who the yid is. It's untouched, it's unblemished, and uncorrupted in any manner. There, it's way beyond and totally removed from any aspect of filth, even that of the one that comes directly from the nahash. it's higher than all of that, and therefore the only explanation for the depth of the soul that could be why somebody has any shayachis, any whatsoever, even remote connection to, 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 to any negativity, especially death, even though we're not the Arizal Deramat, but still in a deeper level, we're all, we all have that same spiritual integrity and pureness, and therefore the only thing that could be said is the salisa And the Rebbe says, where do you see this? Where do you see that deep down, each and every yid has this purity of the soul? And it's an active thing, it's a realistic thing. So we see it in actual halacha. If a yid commits, makes a vow to bring a carbon, and then later for whatever reason is stubborn about actually making good on his vow, for whatever reason he's reluctant to do it, Bez then forces him. But they don't just force him to bring, they force him to say, I will do it. I agree to do it. Now, even though his agree is agreeing, his agreement, his consent is coerced, forced, but still, how does this work? In other words, why is it valid? Because deep down in his nishama in the spot, in the place of the nishama that is beyond any Connection to sin—that it's beyond any connection to negativity. There, it's pure; it's unadulterated; it's 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 uncorrupted in any way, and therefore, it is really, indeed, what quote he wants. It says that ever since in our times we have to reveal this Torah, we have to reveal the Chachma, the Pnimius HaTorah. Therefore, this also reveals by each and every one brings out in the open the inner aspect of the Neshama, that the what was concealed becomes revealed. And when you come to the inner aspect of the neshama, this permeates also the outer aspect of the person that the outer aspect of the person should also not have any whatsoever even remote connection or remote um, uh, 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 corruption to be able to even commit a sin. What is the lesson for us? What is the directive that we must reveal the wellsprings of the Phnemia Satera of the inner aspects of the Torah that they should all be revealed chutzah to the outside, to every single Jew, even to the lowest aspect, even to a Jew who seems to be on the lowest level, even there, because every single year his Nishama is Inherently connected to Pnimiya Satora, because the Pnimiya Satora, the inner aspect of the Nishama, is most certainly connected to the inner aspect of the Torah, and by learning this with him, even if you need to, says the Rebbe, translate it into other languages and, and bring it down to his level, and it seems like you're diluting it, but the fact is that if you're teaching him Pnimiya you are bound to, and you are guaranteed to, eventually reveal, the pnimius of his nefesh, the inner aspect of his soul, and lift him up from the level that he's on, lift him up from the state that he's on, and bring him also in an outward manner to actual connection to Torah Mitzvahs. And of course, by us doing away with the chait, with our deficiencies, with the literal sin, and then with the deficiencies, now we've been do- we're we going to be doing away with the reason, the cause for the galus, and therefore certainly will be Zaika to the geula, the karev mamish.